What do you get if you mix Iron Maiden, ABBA, and horror? Stay tuned to find out. Steven Dorff botched horror film, and the SAG after a strike has come to an end. All on this Friday edition of Spill the Guts. Welcome. My name is Clint, and I am one half of the I Like a Spooky Horror podcast, which is set to release a new feature episode this coming Sunday. Stick around to the end of this Horror News Blitz roundup to find out what it contains, or just fast forward if you want to cheat. As for today, it is Friday, November 10th, and this just in. First story of the day comes from bloodydisgusting.com, who reports that next up from director Elza Kephart, who brought us slacks, is the horror movie Bjorn of the Dead, and Deadline reports that legendary Iron Maiden frontman Bruce Dickinson is on board to star. To make this story even more intriguing, the upcoming horror movie isn't about Iron Maiden at all. No, it's about ABBA, specifically an ABBA tribute band. Deadline explains the film centers around an ABBA tribute band who find themselves, along with other tribute acts, trapped in a nightclub at the start of the apocalypse. Bjorn and his band must work together to save themselves, humanity, and the future of music. Deadline also notes, in addition to Bruce Dickinson, the film will have various cameos from the world of rock and heavy metal, and it's said to be a blood-drenched gore-fest. Bjorn of the Dead was written by Austin Dickinson, the son of Bruce Dickinson, and based on an original story by Austin Dickinson and Andrew Prendergast, who produces. The synopsis reads, Bjorn, lead singer of Abator, and his bandmates, Benny, Annie Frid, and Agnetha, spend their weekends covering ABBA classics at a variety of increasingly depressing venues, from old folks' homes to empty pub back rooms. It's a grind, and the band is ready to call it a day when Benny, the band's oldest and most needy member, hears of a Battle of the Bands competition for tribute bands at the 90 Dimey. As the band arrives to load in their gear, things begin to go awry rather quickly. A disturbance in the main room of the venue rapidly gets out of control, forcing Bjorn and his band to take cover backstage. Some of the other bands are injured from the fracas outside, and those injuries soon present a problem when the wounded begin to morph into bloodthirsty undead. Next up from Dread Central is a look back at the 2007 Stephen Dorff film Botched that has stayed under the radar, but according to the Overlook Motel, is available on YouTube and worth the watch. Welcome to the Overlook Motel, a place where underseen and unappreciated films are given their moment in the spotlight. This week's selection is a horror comedy that has flown under the radar for far too long. Kit Ryan's Botched begins life as an action-packed heist film and morphs into a depraved and blood-soaked tale of the occult. Along the way to a bonkers finale, the film serves up hilarity, twists and turns, and a hefty helping of ultraviolence. 
As the title suggests, Botched begins with a job gone terribly wrong. In the wake of a series of unforeseen events, Richie, played by Stephen Dorff, loses a fortune in gemstones meant to be delivered to a Russian mob boss. As penance for the bungled assignment, he is sent to Moscow to retrieve a priceless artifact of major historical significance. Upon his arrival in Russia, Richie teams up with locals Peter and Yuri. The trio successfully locates and steals the artifact, but the elevator stalls on the 13th floor as they are making their escape. Making matters even more complex, Richie, Yuri, and Peter are accompanied by a colorful group of fellow elevator passengers whom they take hostage. That setup would easily be enough to sustain a 90-minute feature, but that's just the first act. From there, the occupants of the elevator realize that the 13th floor of the building is blocked off from the rest of the structure and is home to a sadistic cult of Satanists. What strikes me about this flick is that it has a number of skeletal similarities to From Dusk Till Dawn. Botched is very much its own entity, mind you. However, I can't help but think the filmmakers were influenced by that 1996 heist flick turned vampire film. Similar to From Dusk Till Dawn, Botch starts out as a heist picture, which sees a group of anti-heroes taking hostages and ultimately ends in a gory bloodbath. Like in the Robert Rodriguez helmed tale of the undead, two of the core characters, Peter and Yuri, are brothers, one of whom is injured during the early part of the ordeal. The siblings even have a similar dynamic to the Gecko brothers, where one is savvy and the other a bit dim-witted. Additionally, Stephen Dorff's character is named Richie. That particular piece makes me wonder if screenwriters Eamon Friel, Raymond Friel, and Derek Boyle may have been paying deliberate tribute to the film by which their script is likely inspired. As you may recall, Quentin Tarantino's character in From Dusk Till Dawn also goes by Richie. I was also struck by the fact that Botched has a similar sense of humor to From Dusk Till Dawn, with moments of dark comedy amidst the gratuitous display of carnage. The relationship between the brothers is mined for plenty of laughs, and several of the secondary and tertiary characters have some truly comical quirks. Each of them is kind of a caricature, but it works. The film is anchored by the core trio. Accordingly, not every character needs to be fleshed out as thoroughly. One component that separates Botched and From Dusk Till Dawn is the fact that the antagonistic presence arrives on the scene a little earlier here. In the Robert Rodriguez vampire epic, the bloodsuckers don't present until roughly an hour into the film, making the beginning and the end feel a bit like two different movies that cohesively gel into one entity. Here we see the forces of darkness introduced a bit sooner. Speaking of the arrival of the dark forces, the introduction of said forces is staged pretty brilliantly. The pivot from heist picture to horror movie happens in the blink of an eye, and it made my jaw drop the first time I saw it. I love how it comes straight out of left field with absolutely no warning or buildup. That gives the film an unhinged and unpredictable quality. The violence perpetrated by the aforementioned forces within the film is legendary. Without giving too much away, the central evil has a penchant for inflicting pain, and their handiwork is shown in great detail. All the effects work appears to be practically accomplished, and there's plenty of goopy viscera to be had. The proceedings certainly get a bit campy at times, but that's mostly by design. The film's narrative also goes to some pretty outrageous places that will require full suspension of disbelief, but if you're willing to turn your brain off and have fun, this flick is a great time. All in all, Botched is a darkly comedic, brutal, and often surprising ride. Don't overthink it, and you're likely to have a great time with it. If you're keen to check it out, Botched is available to stream for free on YouTube as of the publication of this post. That's all for this installment of The Overlooked Motel. If you want to chat more about underseen and underrated films, feel free to hit me up with your thoughts on Twitter, threads, or Instagram, at funwithhorror. 
And it is that time once again to pause for station identification and hear from our podcast network, the PFPN. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Last story of the day comes to us from iHorror.com with news that the SAG after strike that has been going on since July appears to be at an end as a tentative agreement has been reached. It feels like a lot of articles on iHorror and everywhere recently have been about some of the most anticipated horror projects being delayed due to the Hollywood strikes. After a prolonged 118-day strike that brought significant parts of Hollywood to a standstill, the Screen Actors Guild, American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, SAG-AFTRA, has reached a landmark tentative agreement with major studios. The deal, which marks the conclusion of the 2023's actor strike, was unanimously approved by the SAG-AFTRA TV Theatrical Committee and is pending ratification by the union's national board. The new three-year contract, hailed as a breakthrough, is reported to be worth over $1 billion and includes unprecedented gains for union members. Notably, the agreement secures pay raises, surpassing those of other unions this year, introduces a streaming participation bonus, and sets out regulations concerning the use of artificial intelligence in productions, addressing a key concern for performers in an era of rapidly advancing technology. The Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers has lauded the agreement as a new paradigm for industry contracts. The AMPTP statement highlighted the deal's historic nature, pointing to the largest increase in minimum wages for actors in four decades, the establishment of a new residual structure for streaming content, and robust protections related to the use of AI. Negotiations were intense and complex, with initial proposals by SAG-AFTRA being met with resistance from studio heads, including Netflix co-CEO Ted Sarandos. However, after a two-week hiatus and mounting economic pressure, studios returned with a more accommodating offer, which included increased wage floors and modified streaming bonuses. The actor's strike, which coincided with a writer's strike, exerted considerable leverage in negotiations, leading to a near-complete shutdown of unionized U.S. productions. The financial toll of the strikes has been significant, with estimates suggesting a $6 billion hit to California's economy. As the industry anticipates the union's ratification vote, the outcome of which is yet to be scheduled, the agreement is seen as a potential turning point for labor relations in Hollywood. This deal could set a precedent for future negotiations across the entertainment sector, particularly in the context of new technologies and the evolving landscape of content distribution. And that's a wrap on your Friday news. As always, don't forget that you can connect with the I Like a Spooky Horror podcast on all mainstream social media platforms, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and tune in this coming Sunday for the new feature episode that will feature... 
release of our interview with the director of Follow Her, which is now available on Paramount Plus, Showtime, Hulu, Prime, Vudu, and others, Sylvia Kaminer from earlier this year. The interview had been put on hold due to the strike, but can now be heard in all of its in-depth glory. Watch Follow Her now, listen to the interview Sunday, and join me back here this coming Monday for more news on another edition of Spill the Guts. Hey, what's wrong with you, man? Show some fucking respect for the dead, will ya?